Hey, 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 everyone. It's Dr. Tamar Beckford with Your Curing Docs. And I want to personally invite you to our first free virtual summit. That's our Empower and Inform Women's Cancer Summit being held on October 25th through the 28th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have four fantastic speakers, so you do not want to miss this. Register on our website, www.urcaringdocs.com. That's right. That's yourcaringdocs.com. Don't miss out on this wonderful event. All right. Now on to the episode. Yes. Hello, 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 everyone. Thank you guys for bearing with us. We had some technical difficulties, but like I said, none of that is going to stop the show. The show must go on. Yes, welcome and thank you guys for jumping on. I'm Dr. Tamara Beckford with Your Caring Docs and we are here to help all our busy professional women put their health and wellness first for at least two hours a month. That's right, two hours a month. It says that we might be having some issues with our Facebook people. So hopefully Facebook, you guys are here and you know, we're going live and in charge, right? So today, we have a wonderful guest. This is one of my sisters and I am going to be sharing her with you. That's right, because I am that generous, right? Let me bring her in in our Your Caring Docs fashion, right? So this doctor is a graduate from the University of Medicine and Dentistry, New Jersey Medical School, NJMS, that's right, also known as Rutgers New Jersey Medical School now. That's right. Then she did her family medicine residency at Albert Einstein College of Medicine. All right, all my Albert Einstein people, family medicine. But because she is such an awesome doc, she didn't stop there. She went ahead and she did a fellowship in women's health and surgical obstetrics. That's right. She was out there delivering babies and doing a lot of obstetrical work. That's how our sister doc is. She is that good, right? But then, as I said, with most of my docs, she didn't stop there. She went ahead and she also got certified as an HIV specialist by the American Academy of HIV Medicine. She is the CEO and founder of Living Springs Family Medical Center in Mansville, Texas. Welcome, 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 everyone. Dr. Ola Benton. Where is my screen? Thank you so much for stopping by. You're so accomplished. I mean, you are doing it. And by the way, all of you guys out there, how many of you know a lot of people who started med school at the age of 20? I do. This chick right here. She is that good. She is a superstar out there. And I am sharing her with you guys. Welcome, welcome, Dr. Olivent. And how are you? I am good. Thank you so much, Tamara. And man, you do know how to make someone feel welcome. Thank you. I'm honored no, to because you. you're a star. They need to know. A lot of people don't know how you're doing it. Yes, if someone is like, yes, giving you the high five on the Facebook. Yes, welcome. So, you know, I want to know, what brought you here? What brought you into medicine? How did you develop that love for medicine? Tell us where it started. Honestly, um, it started as a, as a young child. I would say seven, eight. I always like mm -hmm. taking care of people. It seemed like a natural fit. Mm -hmm. um, and then I would see the nurses in their cute little white 
uniforms and the had the little hats and I thought I want to be a nurse and then mm-hmm. I saw a doctor you know I would watch doctors and I would see that they would be the ones telling the nurses what to do and <laughs> you know I kind of want to do that so I um, <laughs> started with that and then you know I had a um, there were several things that kind of sealed the decision to become a doctor you know experiences in life losing my aunt to asthma in her mm. 20s you know, something I thought that I, of course, got to know was something that could have been managed better. So it, it like over years, there are certain experiences that would seal the desire to become a physician. I like taking care of people. So it's a natural fit. Yes, yes, yes you do. And you're very good at it. Now, you, you know, saw this in your experience that brought you into medicine, especially seeing your aunt. Um, you know, losing your aunt to something as asthma, especially now knowing how it is, it's, you know, very, um, it's something that we can treat, but it's that we still lose a lot of people to it. Um, what brought you to family medicine? You know, it's so interesting. Before medical school, I thought I'd be a pediatrician. I love kids, you know, they, they're, just, they're just fun. And um, so I, of course, started my rotation off strategically doing um, um, PEDS. And that's where you, of course, would, you know, do your rotations and get a feel for each residency type or each specialty type for those who are watching and who may not mm-hmm. know. So I chose these first. And as much as I like kids, you know, when they're sick, they're, they, you know, they kick and they scream and, you know, it's kind of different from what I pictured, you know, but I still love taking care of kids. Mm-hmm. It was towards the end of my 30, I got exposed to family medicine and I met a doctor, I'll give a shout out to her, Dr. Duncan, um, Kat, um, mm-hmm. Kathy Ann Duncan. Um, and she would see a patient in their like 80s, would see their kids, their grandkids, and then was going to see their great grandkids or the baby that was just born. Mm-hmm. And I remember one of the visits I was there, it was an 82 year old man. He was like, oh, look what I can do. Or well, about 88, and he did a push up. He did a push up. Um, Dr. Duncan had been their doctor for decades. And I was just like, man, this is this is powerful. I get to influence people in a way that transcends generation for better outcomes. I'm like, this is it. So um, I was kind of torn, though. I do like OB delivering babies. So with family medicine, there's a promise of being able to kind of do, you know, kind of a little bit of everything. And I get to be a part of the whole family picture. And so that was that was really neat for me. Family medicine, yes. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. And you know, like you do love women's health. <laughs> as you know stated by the fact that you did a whole fellowship in it and people for those who don't understand her fellowship is how many additional years of training after you finished residency did you do in order to do this so i did that for uh, about a, a little bit over a year and it was pretty intense all i was doing was taking care of high risk uh, pregnant women um, mm-hmm. and take care of the babies, of course, that they would deliver and um, learning the art of doing C-sections in rural area in, in Tennessee um, mm-hmm. because there's a big need there. So it seemed appropriate for me to get those skills there. Um, so yeah, a little over a year, yes. See, so this is her delivering, taking care of before, during, and after. Mm-hmm. I told you she's, a, she's the real deal. She's the real deal. So now women's health, you know, we said it's so important. Um, you even did, like I said, your additional training in that. So today you're going to really highlight to us women who are really busy and then we forget like, hey, we need to take care of ourselves. So go ahead and highlight how important it is and what are some of the preventative measures that you as our family medicine doctor extraordinaire have out there for us and how important it is for us to listen to what you're telling us. Go ahead. 
you know, and not to discredit men or anything like that, but as women, we we kind of have a, an influence in how mm-hmm. our spouses or significant others and those we care about, kids, we have an influence in how they see their health or how they manage their health. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of times where the women with moms who bring the kids, and then I ask, you know, have you taken care of yourself? Oh yeah, I, I got to go get to the kids first and encourage my husband, and then I'll come see you. Right. And so. There's a big preventive aspect where I'm teaching the parents of the children that come to see me or the women who come in because they have to, mm-hmm. um, because they're really, really sick that, you know, putting yourself as a priority on the list is very, very important because mm-hmm. a lot of people are tied to your well-being. Absolutely. So it's not being selfish. It doesn't make you a bad mom. It makes you wise. It makes you a wise woman because you understand that a lot of things are tied. So if you suffer, then a lot of things suffer. So when you don't want that to suffer, it's really important to take care of yourself. When you're going on the plane, they tell you before you help someone with their own mask and the oxygen device, put yours on your own first. Mm-hmm. So it's learning to include yourself in your planning for everyone else's health. So that's one. I always kind of paint that picture. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, um, I kind of kind of paint a picture for, for my patients and I say, where do you see yourself in 10 years, 20 years, 30 years? What, what is important to you? Mm-hmm. And they say go enjoy my grandkids or traveling the world. So there's a desire to live, you know, extended length of life. And so they say, well, how can I help you get to that point in the best shape possible? Mm-hmm. So and then I always use the car na- narrative, even though sometimes for my women patients, they kind of, it's kind of lost. On their, you know, <laughs> but I say, you know, you have something really prized, really important, but you drive a car, you know, would you wait for it to break down before you take it for a checkup, mm-hmm. you know? Um, want to catch things before and you know it, it's 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 sometimes a tough conversation because you know when i'm having discussions with my patients i tell them it's not like we're looking for something to be wrong Absolutely. like i'm not out to get you we're not out to ooh, let's find that thing that would just make you miserable you got to test for and test for no my my lenses are more what 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 based on your family history, what based on your lifestyle, what based on your eating habits, what based on certain lab tests you've had before, certain patterns, mm-hmm. you know, what based on that reflects that something is going on and it's better for us to catch it beforehand. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and, and the decision is, is, is both ours. It's not, I'm not going to force you to do it. I tell you, I suggest based on this, 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 we do this. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're looking for something that could potentially cause issues down the line and could affect the quality of life you dream of. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's where the conversation starts. And then we go into like, you know, um, we got to check your breasts, make sure they're good. You know, we got to do pap, make sure that there's no cervical cancer. We got to do certain blood tests, you know, and discuss them, you know, but that's, mm-hmm. that's generally, um, one aspect, um, of, of, you know, the preventive care. Um, mm-hmm. I also mentioned this, I always ask about depression and I don't ask, mm-hmm. I mean, I'll ask if you're depressed, but I ask how, how are you doing emotionally? Like how, mm-hmm. how are you doing emotionally? Um, how do you de-stress? Um, and um, what's on your mind? What can I help you with? And conversations come forth from that. So I think that's preventive. Um, <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. No, it's it's actually very important. I love the way that you bring forth that question. What's on your mind? Because if we really stop and think about it, 
Most of the time, we are not thinking about what's going on now. It's just, okay, well, let me hurry up and get this doctor's visit over. Well, first of all, we're just happy that you came. <laughs> Part one, right. that you came to the doctor. But, you know, if we do take a step back, there are a lot of things that's on your mind, a lot of issues that's pressing, you know, and if we don't ask, a lot of times, number one, you might not recognize that this is something going on that's adding additional stressors to your life. Or number two, you might feel like, I don't want to burden my doctor with this. I'm here to really come and get my blood work. So I'm not going to let my doctor know about my additional fact that I have three family members who are extremely sick and I am the breadwinner of the family and I have to take care of everyone. And you know, I'm not really sure how things are going on with my job because I had a change in the boss and the new boss right. is not as receptive. Like all of these are additional stressors that really weighs in heavily on you. And, you know, as your doctor, your doctors really, especially your family and your primary care doctors, all of that, we recognize it affects you, you know? Yes, and it does. <laughs> Go ahead, tell them. Yes, it does. And, you know, interestingly enough, sometimes when we have conversations, it's not doctor patient, it's woman, 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 woman. Absolutely. It's like, I know what you're going through. And sometimes hearing somebody else go through that can actually be the, like, like, it's almost like, a, oh, so it's not, it's not just me or mm -hmm. it's not my husband. It's maybe a main thing, <laughs> you know, like, you know, like, oh, People have gone through this and this is how they navigated through that. You know, mm -hmm. sometimes sharing that experience alone is, is helpful, but you, woman to woman, we mm -hmm. talk about the stressors of having to change jobs or what COVID has done or how it's changed the way our life has, you know, how, how we live out our lives or vacation mm -hmm. plans or, you know, virtual learning. And, and we exchange stories and, oh, this is what I do. Oh, you know what? I'll try that. You know, so sometimes mm -hmm. it's not just a patient doctor. It's, it's, it just, human to human. And yeah. that, that I found to be very therapeutic, not just for the patient, but for me as well. Like both of us get to enjoy just having a dialogue about life as a, as a woman. So, Absolutely. Yeah. And that's one of the aspects that I wanted, you know, also to emphasize is that we're women who happen to be doctors. So this is our profession. This is what we're here to help you. But we're women, <laughs> you know, so we go through right. the issues mm -hmm. that you as a woman, as our patient, you'll go through the same thing that we're going through, right? You know, we right. might have the perspective from that medical perspective to help you, but little right. tips here and there, we have tips to provide for you and you have tips that you provide to us. So when we, yeah, so when we're talking woman to woman, you know, it really helps on that level. And I'm pretty sure that it makes your patients a lot more receptive to, you know, to prevent to them. That's okay. <laughs> yes, it, it helps, you know, them to be more receptive to what's going on and to the care that you're providing because they're like, this doc, she gets it. She understands what I'm going through. Alrighty. So now you've done all of this. You're, you know, we've talked about some of the preventative things. Let's let's name some preventative measures that our ladies out there should be thinking about right now. All right. So very important, depending on how old you are. And of course, this is something the discussion you have with your primary care doctor. Mm -hmm. um, but 
your breast exams. So mm -hmm. um, learning how to do them monthly, preferably after your period, um, mm -hmm. very important mammogram starting at 40 and sometimes early, like I said, depending on your family history and that's a discussion you'd have with your doctor, but that's mm -hmm. very important. Sometimes you know, people ask, you know, breast exams, why do I do them? Well, they're yours for starters. Um, oh, so I like that. They're yours. <laughs> you should kind of know what normal feels like. What's the baseline? So that's the whole idea. So if there's something abnormal, something out of the ordinary, you may be the first one to notice that. Absolutely. You know, I've had patients who, you know, I actually had a friend who lost the cancer. She was the one who actually found the lump early um and and you know unfortunately she passed but she was the one who found the lump um so getting familiar with what your breasts are supposed to be are supposed to feel like normally is very very important for you to be able to know and differentiate that from when there's something abnormal and remember you know typically it's outside of your period because during your menstrual cycle your breasts are in a little more they're like they're bumpier that's the best mm -hmm. way to be. okay nice. so that's that's one um two is your pap smears, age 21 and up, doing your pap smears. Why do we do them? And a pap smear is not just my, my doctor looked at my vagina. It's not mm -hmm. just that, it's, it's testing for cervical cancer. So I want you to understand the difference. A pelvic exam is not always a pap smear, but a pap smear mm -hmm. is taking a sample from a part of your cervix and sending it off to pathology to see their abnormal cells. Mm -hmm. And we do all these things because they're we are in a level of science where we can treat them effectively if caught early. I'm not going to, we're not going to go look for something and say, well, you got it. Right. Right. You know, that's it. No. we, we, we go in, we do the test, we catch it and we say, Hey, you got to do this, this, this to prevent this, this, and this. And so mm -hmm. um, doing the pap smear is very important. Uh, number three, I, I, I recommend this to all my women getting your dental checks, your teeth. Yeah. Mm -hmm some funky bacteria in the mouth that it, it actually is linked to increased risk of preterm delivery if you plan to get pregnant um and it's linked to overall unwellness so mm -hmm. getting a dental check and you know get that good clean dental feel you know after the the cleaning very very absolutely and then getting your eyes checks checked mm -hmm. you know um a lot of people kind of overlook that and say oh i can see you know the thing about eye exams is or the eye changes they're not um overnight they're subtle little changes, you know, so getting your eyes um, checked are also very, very important. And depending on your age, like, like I said, again, family history, things like getting blood work drawn, checking your cholesterol, screening for diabetes, checking for thyroid disorders. Mm -hmm. Those are very, very important. Um, and checking kidney function, liver function test. Um, mm -hmm. I said this is individualized. You talk with your primary care doctor and they discuss based on risk factors, what blood tests to do. Um, mm -hmm. um, now there's a series of other tests too, as you get older, you know, getting your bone density checked. Um, and I, I, sometimes I, I have patients tell me, well, my joints, my bones don't hurt. Why do I need to check my density? Um, this is one of the, a thin bone or, or low bone density is one of the biggest causes of fractures. Mm -hmm. So arthritis is between two joints, the cushioning is reduced. Osteoporosis or thin bones is the density, how thick the bone is. So mm -hmm. almost like it's starting to become almost see-through. So it gets thinner. And so 
a small fall or a minor bump or a minor injury can lead to a big fracture, which leads to hospitalization, which can lead to blood clots, which then leads to other sequelae down the line. And that's where, you know, the prevention, catching it before it becomes a problem mm -hmm. um, is, is, is very, very, is very important. But those are some of them. Um, At what age do they start looking for this bone density? Because, you know, we're, we're kind of creeping up and we're getting a little bit more wiser. As I usually say, the numbers are adding up. So, you know. Oh, so it, it, it varies. So if there's a family history of osteoporosis, if you're on chronic steroids, mm. um, someone who's been on steroids for a while can make the bones pretty brittle so you might want to do that earlier and insurances sometimes dictate when that's done typically age 60 sometimes earlier if you've had an unexplained fracture or a fracture for a benign cause then doing it earlier is actually mm -hmm. indicated and of course it's a one-on-one -on -one with your doctor to kind of discuss and that's why we ask questions have you had a fracture before mm -hmm. um and then i ask what happened oh i fell from a tree well yeah that's a long impact well, yeah, well i i I, the door slammed my hand. Well, slammed it really hard. The bones in the hands are smaller, so yes. Um, but oh, someone bumped me. Oh, I don't remember what happened. I just had a fracture. Mm -hmm. Then you know, it, it, it leads then us to think that's yeah. something else going on. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, there we go. So now here are some of the things that I love that we said that you know, based on the age, and that's the thing about like with the women, you have the varying age and their different screening factors. That's important, right? We're starting at age 21. Cervical cancer screening starts around that time. And then, you know, of course you still have the risk factors that you're looking for, family history of high blood pressure, diabetes, cholesterol, all of those screenings, right? You're doing the breast exam, ensuring that you're not doing it during the time when you're having your menstrual period because the changes in the breast tissue and the, the density, it changes during that period of time, during your period, and so you're doing it afterwards, right? So that you're right. ensuring that you can know your breast, why they're yours. They're yours, they're with you. So it's a great way for you to keep that in mind. And then we know that, you know, at this recording, we're in October, which is a lot, it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And mm -hmm. there are a lot of women who they are the one who notice the lump first, right? I've had family members and I'm glad that my family member, you know, she's a survivor. Shout out to my cousin Indija. Right. <laughs> she has survived and she was able to find hers first. We also have um, a lot of our people within our um, community, our your Korean doctor community. We have a lot of survivors there. Um, mm -hmm. Dr. Dakota, she just, her story was just recorded and, you know, dropped. So we know that we have a lot of women who are survivors, those who found the lump themselves, those who went right for their screening and found it, right? And that's why the screening is so important, finding yeah. it very early so that you can um, have a great outcome or the best outcome, which is to be able to survive this thing. And then as you get a little older, or if your circumstances are different, right? If you're on steroids for a long period of time, your bone can become thinner. As you get older, your bone becomes thinner and therefore the bone density test is important. Why? Bone is thin means that it breaks easily. Bone break, you're placed in the hospital. And we said that there are countless other things. If you're in the hospital on bed rest for a long period of time, or even the fact that you had a fracture or which is a break of the bone, increases your risk for blood clots, right? So all of this can go on. And we're not even talking about the fact that this is happening to you and you might 
be the breadwinner of your family, or you mm -hmm. might also be the person with the glue that holds everyone else together. And you are now taken out of the direct care of helping others and you having to care for yourself. And there are a lot of other issues and additional stressors that occurs, right? So some of these can be ways to help to prevent that by taking care of you first. All right. right. So now that we've pulled all of this from Dr. Olabinton, we want to know what is Dr. Olabinton doing for herself to reduce her stress, right? What is her go-to? You let us know. Wait, wait to put 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 me on the spot. Like, uh, Ooh, yeah, what do you do? Practice <laughs> All right. So I'll be honest with you. It, it took it kind of took COVID for me to to do a better job of that. Mm -hmm. um, because one of the things I was catching myself doing is getting to a place where I was not happy and um, I was using food as comfort. Mm -hmm. um, now, and, and, and I realized, you know, I had to take care of, I mean, I had to take care of myself and I had to practice what I preach. And why that was a big deal is over time, I started to feel more sluggish. I put on a few pounds, but I didn't mm -hmm. mind that, but I, I, I was feeling very tired and dragging and I knew I had to change that. So um, mm -hmm. one of the things COVID had taken, um, I'll be honest with you, for someone like me was the ability to hug. I didn't, I didn't realize how much of a hugger I, I am. Mm -hmm. uh, I, all my patients, of course, I didn't want to make them uncomfortable. And of course, we're practicing the discipline of reducing the risk. So I couldn't hug um, a good number of my, most of my patients. Some needed the hug. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Um, so... And so I started learning, okay, what can I do? So, you know, I would, you know, talk to my family members, my husband, talk to my daughter. She's a hugger too. And we just, <laughs> yes. uh, that was one. And then I started looking for other things outside of food that I enjoy and is a way to self-soothe. Mm -hmm. I, I tell my patients this, you know, it's like hugging yourself. Um, reading a book. I enjoy reading a book, um, not necessarily medical. Um, mm -hmm. And so I'll do that um, in the evening sometimes. Uh, I enjoy listening to music. I enjoy singing. I enjoy dancing. Um, so my kids, uh, my husband, we know I come home sometimes, put on the speakers real light, loud, and we just we just duke it out. That's it. And <laughs> I it's, have a dance party. <laughs> and it's as loud as speakers are, you know, and it's just energy. And we're just, we're dancing and we're laughing at each other's moves. And everyone's put on the spot, like, your turn, bust a move. And everyone's ah, supposed to do it. Okay. So, so we do that a couple times. A um, couple times a week, and that that was good. And you know, just being open too, and having mm -hmm. conversations about how I'm feeling and the need to to rest. You know, um, need to rest, turn off my phone, do not disturb sometimes, and just mm -hmm. just being, just being, yes. <laughs> just being. That's important, and I think that that's something that gets lost in this hustle, especially with us being very busy women, right? Sometimes just being for a moment in time is enough to recenter us and to keep, to have our cups refill in order for us to give out to others. Wow. All right, well, there we go. We found out all of that about what you do for your stress release. Now, what we want to know is if you weren't a doctor, what would you be? Oh, that's interesting. So um, I was debating at one point, I like being an architecture, uh, architect, sorry, architect. Okay. I love the, mm -hmm. the drawings, but one of the things that required, you got to do it to a T. Otherwise, <laughs> the angles are off. So I was like, man, nah. <laughs> well, that was, no, but it was it was a close third. But I love math. I, mm -hmm. I math, you see, math is straightforward. One plus one is always two. It's not maybe, 
it's not possible if you explain this way or if you no one plus one is two it's it's i love it i took calc three just for fun but what is this like okay okay hold wait a hold on you could calculus three for fun for fun yeah math is just oh so it was either that or be a math teacher um so it would be the doctor would be a math teacher Yes. Okay. Well, we love it. We love the fact that you took calculus three for fun. We're going to hold that. Yes. Hold you to that. The fact that you love math that much. <laughs> You're like, let me continue on. Wow. 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 Love it. Love it. Love it. Alrighty, Dr. Olavinson, you have provided us with a wealth of information. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people who are listening are like, where is this doc? I need her. She is so well-learned. She's family medicine. She did additional training in women's health and obstetrics. She was delivering babies. She did additional training as an HIV specialist. And now she has her own spot. Let me find out. Well, let us all know where we can find you. All right. So um, I, I say this, if, if you're looking for a caring, a thorough, a passionate family physician, I am she. Um, I'm located in the Mansfield, Texas area. Mm -hmm. um, the name of our practice is Living Spring Family Medical Center, and we are accepting uh, patients. Um, you can find us uh, to make an appointment or find out more information about me or even send me an email at mm -hmm. I'm also on um, Facebook at Living Spring Medicals um, and also on Instagram at Dr. A small D, small R, underscore Ola Binton, O-L-A-B-I-N-T-A-N. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you, Dr. Ola Binton. Like I said, I told you I was willing to share her with you. And because I am so generous, I will continue to do so. All right. <laughs> so you can find my friend, Dr. Ola Binton, in the Mansfield, Texas area. That's a little bit outside of the Fort Worth. So all you Dallas, Fort Worth people, you know where you are going to find your doc. She is here for you. She has a wonderful office there, and she is here to take excellent care of you. Now, thank you, Dr. Ola Binton, for stopping by. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well. I'll let you guys know, here at our Your Care Docs, we have a super special event on the 25th, 6th, 7th, and 28th of this month. We have our first virtual summit. It is the Empower and Inform, that's right, Women's Cancer Summit. So we have doctors from here in, well, actually here in Texas, right? In Houston, Texas, we have Dr. Abina Brewster. She is one of the top doc. She's an epidemiologist, a medical oncologist. That means that she's a medical doctor. And she's going to be talking about breast cancer. And she's going to be doing it live. So if you have all your questions, pile them up and jump on. And don't forget to sign up for this and register at our www.urcaringdocs.com. That's yourcaringdocs.com. So we have Dr. Brewster. We have Dr. Minako Abby, and she's going to be joining us from Tokyo, Japan, and she's going to be talking about immunotherapy. Yes, Dr. Minako Abby, you're going to have this wonderful, wonderful experience. And we have Dr. Mitra Ayazafar, who is going to talk to us about her experience when the doctor becomes the patient. 
Yes, you're going to see all of that on our virtual summit. And we have the wonderful Dr. Lorna Rodriguez. That's my Boricua sister. That's right. She's our MD, PhD. And she is go she's a gynecologist oncologist. So she's a gynecology oncology surgeon. So there aren't that many of them out there. So she takes care of all the women with gynecological cancers. So she's going to talk to us about ovarian cancer and why it's so hard to detect and the importance of making sure that you talk to your doctor, right? You do not want to miss all of this. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to have some extra special additional folks. We're going to drop all that info next week. So you do not want to miss this live event. And we have the virtual part of it, right? So just grab your favorite blanket, your favorite drink, your favorite snack, and just chillax and come out and be a part of this wonderful event. Sign up at www.yourcaringdocs.com. That's U-R-C-A-R-I-N-G-D-O-C-S.com. We all look forward to seeing you there. And like I said, if you are in a Mansfield area, Dr. Ola Benton is the doc for you. We thank you all for watching and leaving a great comment. And if you are listening to this in a podcast, come on now, leave her a five-star review. She's that good. She is hot stuff, right? All righty, I will see you guys next time. Thank you all for tuning in to our York and Docs, Docs Who Care special with Dr. Ola Benton. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.